Welcome to episode 14 of Central Intelligence Cinema. This Intel report was actually recorded about a week ago, but the Intel is still very much relevant. And I will warn you now that we get into some very potential spoilery territory regarding Mission Impossible 7. So if that's not your thing, this may be one to skip. But otherwise, hope you enjoy. Beg your pardon, forgot to knock. Welcome to the CIC, initiating security clearance. My name is Napoleon Soto. Bond. James Bond. Ethan Hunt. Felix Leiter. Media Kuriaki. Identity confirmed. Now, pay attention, 007. Welcome to Central Intelligence Cinema, a podcast dedicated to spy movies and secret agent pop culture. Your mission, should you decide to accept it. Remember, nothing ever goes according to plan. Tom, what do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand on Coming to you from an undisclosed location somewhere beneath a millionaire's mansion in the Colorado Rockies, it's the Central Intelligence Cinema. I'm Jason Greenberg, and with me, as always, Ben Esslinger. Thank you, Jason, for that warm and fuzzy introduction, and uh, welcome back to Central Intelligence Cinema. Uh, Happy weekend, everybody. It's uh, the 21st that we're recording, just so everybody knows, just for the record. <laughs> but it's important to get everything on the record so on that we record. can redact it all later. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I'm just uh, right now, I'm just sort of soaking in the uh, warm embrace of our uh, Goldfinger episode that we just released two days ago. But as we all know, uh, Intel, like time, waits for no man. So, uh, I, I suppose we should, uh, get into some Intel and, uh, and, and shoot the shit about that. Let's do it. All right. Looking for a news story? Impress me. Transmitting CIC Intel dossier. They'll print anything these days. Okay. So the Intel report. We're uh, we're we're just about all Mission Impossible all the time on this one, man, because there was a lot of stuff that has come out in the last week and a half or so. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie's Instagram has been on fire over the past month. He's just been releasing picture after picture of all sorts of different things. So, uh, yeah, a lot to talk about in that respect. Kind of exciting just <laughs> that there's actually something coming out of somebody's camp since Bond has been quiet because of all the delays and everything. And everybody kind of mm-hmm. knows. I feel like everybody knows everything about that movie already. I went back actually and watched the Bond trailers uh, not too long ago, and I feel like I've practically seen the movie anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe some key plot points are still there to wrap everything up, but it's basically the movie's already out there. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so getting into the Mission Impossible stuff, um, first of all, there's been a bunch of casting announcements. Um, we've got, uh, first of all, uh, <laughs> it's so great. I love that they've brought in Carrie. How do you pronounce his last name? Elvis? Elvis. Elvis. Carrie Elvis of Princess Bride and Robin Hood Men in Tights fame. Are you kidding me? And yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. I'll I mean, tell you, 
I'm telling you, there has to be a sword fight in this movie. There absolutely has to be a sword fight. <laughs> if they don't put one in there, they're doing themselves a disservice. I, I want Tom Cruise to go, you know what? You know what? He was in the greatest sword fight there ever was in movies. I want to be in the better sword fight of every movie there ever was. So we are doing a sword fight 25 minutes long over 14 levels of terrain with water coming down and no lights. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so that, I mean, I just hope they give him some good dialogue. I, I just, I need yeah, some. Yeah, I hope he's not just like, you know, an M in this movie, you know? Yeah, I really hope that they actually utilize him for what what he offers. Yes, for sure, yeah. because you're wasting, you're wasting all that talent if you don't. Yeah, seriously. Um, then we've also got uh, Mark Gattis, uh, who played Mycroft in the UK uh, Sherlock show. Mm-hmm. Um as well as he was in Game of Thrones, he's been in Doctor Who. He's been in everything. Yeah, so, he's, a, he's an English staple. Yeah, so he'll be a good bit player of, of some sort, I'm sure. Um, we've got another Game of Thrones uh, alumni, Indira, uh, Indira Varma. And uh, so she was in Game of Thrones. She was in Rome. She's in the upcoming Obi-Wan series. So, um, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see see what she does. In this, um, we've got Charles Parnell, who was in a Transformers movie, and he's got a ton of supporting role character. I don't know too much about him. Do you know anything about him? I don't. But it's funny because when I first read it, I thought it said Chris Parnell. And I'm like, from Saturday Night Live and Archer? (laughs) I hope he plays the character he plays in Archer. That would be Um, fabulous. I know, right? (laughs) And then uh, this one, this one I'm really excited for is Rob Delaney. Yeah. Uh, just because he's such a funny guy. His his appearance in Deadpool 2 as Peter mm-hmm. was so good. He's just everything I've ever seen him in. He was really funny in that show, Catastrophe. Have you seen that show at all? I it's, have not. It's basically this show about this guy who's who's just traveling overseas and he, well, actually, it's not about it. It's, it's not, he's the, the secondary character. I, I would say the main star is the, is the female in it. I forget her name, but, but basically they hook up for a one night stand and then she gets pregnant. And then he, he, he decides that he wants to try and make things work because she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she's like ready to probably get rid of the baby altogether. But like, but it just, it just rolls into this, this mishmash of a of a romantic comedy weirdness thing and that's why it's called catastrophe but it's hilarity ensues hilarity ensues but he's really really good in that too so oh, yeah I'm, I'm excited for that um i've seen a lot of photos on christopher mccory's feed with uh palm clementif mm-hmm. um she looks super badass in the photos too like just they they did her up with this like blonde hair and she's got like a oh gun and she looks totally badass in it so i'm like so super- so so no antenna coming out of her head no then? no antenna on this one no okay um. <laughs> uh, you know it's funny I, i've seen her in other movies uh, i think she normally either she is blonde or she goes blonde normally okay okay yeah i don't i didn't know too much about her prior to aside from guardians of the galaxy i didn't know a whole lot i, I always tell her to my wife i call her new bjork <laughs> yeah, well, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She's got that kind of look to her. Um, and then, of course, we've got Haley Atwell. Mm. <laughs> I was waiting for the sigh from Jason. 
because we all know how much Jason loves Haley Atwell. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Peggy Carter. <laughs> oh, Peggy Carter. With their thou ghost, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been a lot of behind the scenes photos uh, that have appeared in several different publications with her and Tom Cruise in that little yellow car that's very reminiscent of the little yellow car in, uh, I believe it's Live and Let Die. <laughs> or not, not Live and Let Die. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, for Your Eyes Only. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Wait. sure. I know the car that you're speaking of. Yes. Um, <laughs> so a lot of little, a lot of photos of them in that car. And then, of course, Angela Bassett is back as the uh, head of the CIA. Or, or is that what she was? Or is she the head of IMF? I can't remember. I don't know. There's been so many IMF heads. Yeah. Uh, the only two I remember are, are uh, Zerny and uh, uh, Alec Baldwin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, and speaking of Henry Zerny, we've, we've, of course, seen photos of him pop up. And that was a, a big, exciting moment for everyone yes. who's a fan of the series. But, but only if he's wearing a hat. But only if he's wearing a hat and, and, that's, and, and a that trench silly coat. trench coat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if they don't bring him back with that, I could care. I'd give two shits about Henry Zerny. He, he really needs to wear the <laughs> trench coat, though. If he doesn't, I mean, what are we even doing here? Exactly. <laughs> um, and then there's been recently the pictures of Vanessa Kirby, more black and white photos. A lot of the photos that Macquarie took on Instagram are all in black and white. I don't know. That's just his motif for <laughs> for sort of showing all these new characters and, and scenes and everything else. But anyway... They showed Vanessa Kirby on the same train that they showed a photo of Henry Zerny on, that they showed a photo of Palm Clementif as well. A lot of photos on trains. <laughs> so apparently we're going to get a lot of train scenes. Either that or that's just, I think I, I, think I, was, uh, I was listening to another podcast, actually, that I recently discovered. Traitor! I know, I know, I, I do feel a bit like a traitor, but there's a there's a podcast out there called Light the Fuse that's very Mission Impossible oriented, and they had an interview with Macquarie, and Macquarie actually mentioned that trains are a good place to move the plot along and gives a lot of uh, uh, exposition, gives exposition. you a lot of exposition because you can't yes. go anywhere. Right, so you're stuck on a train, so it's a good place to give a lot of exposition. <laughs> so. So I'm wondering if that's why he included the train. I don't know. But, you know, anyway. Well, you can't have Henry Zerny without a train. Exactly. I mean, he started on a train. So Exactly. So uh, the photo of Vanessa Kirby was originally to sort of congratulate her on her Oscar nomination. But obviously, it's also doubles as saying, hey, she's back in the new movie, which is sort of a duh. Of course, you know that anyway, because I went to IMDb and she's actually listed above Tom Cruise in the credits right now. So mm. <laughs> clearly, I mean, she's, she's probably, in the movie. She's probably at the very beginning of the movie then, because if they probably did credits in order, if Tom Cruise wasn't. Oh, in of order of appearance. Yeah. Okay. That's an assumption, but hmm. who gets top billing above Tom Cruise? Yeah, seriously. So, well, and that makes me wonder too if that is the case that the order in which you see the the credits on IMDb are based on order of appearance. I wonder if that means that we aren't going to see Ving Rhames until much later in the in the movie because that was another thing I noticed when I was looking at IMDb is Ving Rhames is almost all the way at the bottom of the credit list. And I wasn't sure if that meant that he's not going to 
play a, a more significant role this time or if he's just not showing up until later if he's almost going to be like a MacGuffin where you know, you know suddenly yeah. suddenly he swoops in and and saves the day in in some random thing and we didn't know that he was even you know or they use him as a Walter Payton defense, you know, they just stick him in there as a dummy and people follow him. And then right. uh, somebody else comes in and does the job. <laughs> oh, that guy's got the meats. He knows what's going on with Ethan Hunt. <laughs> follow him. So, <laughs> so yeah. And then also, uh, McCory's been pretty active on Twitter as well. Um, he's been sort of doing this ongoing, almost like an AMA. He's just been answering people's questions on Twitter just randomly. It doesn't even matter who's asking the question. He'll just answer them. And somebody recently tweeted at him, drop the trailer already. And his response was kind of interesting. He said, I promise to tell you the minute I see one myself, which brings up something that's always irritated me about the movie industry is I hate the fact that the people that put together trailers have nothing to do with cutting the actual movie. And so that's why you end up getting these trailers that are either a completely misleading, mm -hmm. but the thing is, is, is it misleading on purpose or is it misleading mm -hmm. because they don't know shit about the actual movie? I have heard tell, and I don't know if this is true, but I've heard tell that there are basically professional trailer editors. That's all they do. Yeah, no, I know for sure and, there are, but and yeah. So I think the intent, I think the intent of ones that don't necessarily tell you what's happening mm -hmm. are because the movie studio doesn't feel that the story is going to bring in enough people in general. And so they cut a trailer that makes it look more appealing to the rest of the world. Right. Sure. Right. Um, I'll tell you the most infamous trailer that I can remember in my entire life was trailer for Star Trek, the motion picture. Okay. Now bear in mind, I was eight when that trailer came out. Right. It looked awesome. I'm like Star Trek and Klingons and phasers and torpedoes. And you get to the movie and everything that was in that trailer is there. But the movie is two hours of <laughs> yeah, about it's... 10 minutes of pew, pew, pew. Yeah. that's it. Um, and that guy was like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to cut the best part of this movie in 30 seconds and go. Right. Yeah. So they, they I, you know, I know trailers tend to be products of the production studios, the, right. the movie studios. They're not they're not the babies of the directors. They're babies of the studios. Right. But it's all, it's always irritated me that there's that big of a disconnect that even the director of the damn movie doesn't even know whether or not the trailer's been done or where they're at in the process of putting one out or yeah. And I would imagine certain directors, I mean Spielberg's not going to go, "Yeah, you're not going to cut that. I'm going to get final approval on that too." Yeah, I mean it, I'm sure it depends on who the director is, but I would assume that somebody like McQuarrie who's kind of built a name for himself. I mean, he's not as big as He's certainly not as big as Spielberg, and he's more known for writing, writing things. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, considering that this is a tentpole and it's a franchise for Paramount, and they yeah. don't have a whole lot of those that don't involve Vulcans, um, <laughs> you would have to be a much bigger hitter than Ralph McQuarrie to be able to get final decision on much of anything. Or Christopher. Christopher McQuarrie. <laughs> I don't know Sorry, who Ralph McQuarrie is. But... Sorry, Ralph, I, 
<laughs> Ralph McQuarrie, famous concept artist, created just about everything in Star Wars that you've ever known about ah, Star Wars. Okay. But <laughs> I mix them up all the time. <laughs> Sorry for dissing you, Chris, even though Ralph McQuarrie was much more talented than you'll ever be. Oh. But anyway, I digress. I don't think that this McQuarrie has enough uh, hitting power behind the plate to be able to say, no, you, you do what I tell you to do. Right, right. You know, if De Palma came back, he might have, if it was still 2000. I don't think even De Palma could get away with that. J.J. Abrams, however, would be like, no, no, no. I got the trailer settled. We're fine. Yeah, J.J. would definitely step in J. J. and go, would have been hold like, on a minute. I've got two teasers, one full trailer and one extended trailer. We did them while we were editing the movie. Here you go. Yeah. And they're like, yes, pick, Mr. Abrams. <laughs> so, uh, and then also on Twitter, um, somebody asked him if it's difficult to not get repetitive with Ethan Hunt's story. And Which is a responded, great question, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, especially with Mission Impossible. Well, I mean, I guess with Bond, too. But Mission Impossible, it, it seems very narrow, the the range of what, you know, they sort of hone in on. Right. A lot of knock lists. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> a lot of like, world destruction. Well, every movie is like an episode of Mission Impossible, which was all they ever did. Yeah. So, and he responded, just you wait, which is just sort of a generic throwaway line, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, he mentioned something too about how like the, I don't have it in the notes here, but I, I did read something. Somebody asked him about this, the stunts that are going to be in this new one. And he made it sound like he was kind of beside himself with what old Tommy boy <laughs> chose to do but we'll get to that in just a second anyway because sure, sure, i've sure. got some i've got a list of i've got a list i've got a list of things <laughs> i've got a list of things that i i want to talk about regarding that oh and then finally somebody asked him just a week ago if he's officially finished shooting mi7 and he responded with yet another black and white image but this one of his camera like sort of pointed at his phone camera i'm guessing <laughs> So I guess it's not done and they're still shooting. And that's not surprising, though, just because they've had so many hiccups with the pandemic, having mm -hmm. to kind of lock down and then and then start back up again. So I'm sure they're it's going to be a race to the finish to get that one out the door on time. So especially, or, too, and he's simultaneously shooting shit for Top Gun, too, or, or finishing that up because that's supposed to be out in July, I think. It's all right. I pre I'm fairly certain at this point in time, Tom Cruise knows how to split himself into three or four different people. The yeah. problem is they're all just a foot and a half tall. So they really have to use good camera angles for stuff. Yeah. A lot of force perspective. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then finally, I wanted to just, while we're talking about Mission Impossible, now, if you're somebody who has issues with spoilers or wants to know as little as possible about things, as possible, you might not want to listen to this part of this podcast, but I'm assuming if you've gone down the rabbit hole this far, you're ready to go down all the way down to the bottom of the rabbit hole. So um, <laughs> here are all the things that I have sort of compiled together that I've seen on social media regarding this new movie. So one of the things that Macquarie posted was a shot of the desert. So we're going to have some desert scenes. I've seen there was a picture of a hand holding an injection gun. So either A, we're talking about, you know, yet another pandemic, a.k.a. like the, uh, oh, I forget what the name of the virus was that was in Mission Impossible 2. Anyway, 
I don't know if they're going to rebring that back or if they're just something totally different and has nothing to do with a pandemic. It was an interesting photo, and I, I was just trying to figure out what it was sort of implying. They're they're going to inject Ethan Hunt with super soldier serum. Ah, yes. <laughs> and then he's just going to go full Captain America on everything. <laughs> or it's or it's like uh, like Bond smart blood. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so they can track him wherever he goes. Exactly. I, I like uh, that even better. <laughs> um, then, if you recall, I actually reposted it on our Instagram. God, it feels like almost a year ago already. Um, a video of Tom Cruise riding a motorcycle off of this jump that's off a cliff. And then he parachutes down, which the guy is 58 years old and he's doing this shit. Right? It's just it's fucking mind blowing. Like you I can't can say that can, guy. You can't say that that guy does not commit to his craft. Seriously, I mean, I'm 47 and I'm have a hard time just getting out of bed in the morning. <laughs> so anyway, so whether or not that's how you actually see it in the movie, obviously, you know, we have no idea how it's actually going to appear once they, you know, cut it into the movie. Maybe who knows? Maybe he'll go full golden eye. And, and, you know, <laughs> go off the plane or go off the, off the ramp on the motorcycle and then eventually land inside an airplane cargo bay or something. <laughs> There's no telling. I, you know, I, the other day I watched a, a movie with Paul Newman in it. It's called Road to Perdition. Mm-hmm. It's the last, yeah. the last screen movie he actually did. He did a isn't lot of voiceover uh, work. Isn't Daniel Craig in that? Yeah, he is. Yeah, Sam Mendes directed it too, and it's 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 pre James Bond, so right. you got to wonder. It's a Tom Hanks vehicle, but the only reason I bring it up is I've always kind of felt that Tom Cruise and Paul Newman kind of had this parallel career. I felt like Tom Cruise has kind of been the Paul Newman of our generation. Okay, yeah, right. And I mean, Paul Newman, I think was seventy nine when he made that movie, maybe even in his eighties. Okay, and. Some point in time, unless Tom Cruise dies from doing some stupid stunt for a movie now, he's going to be the same age as Paul Newman. And what does that Tom Cruise look like? Oh, my God. What does 75-year-old, 80-year-old Tom Cruise, he's still going to be acting because he doesn't know how to do anything else, really. That's not true. He actually knows how to do everything. He's literally James Bond in this capacity because he can fly. He can drive race cars. He probably knows how to use every firearm in the world, disarm bombs. He can jump motorcycles with parachutes. He 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 knows how to skydive. Right. So he's got all this stuff, but at some point in time, his body's going to be like, um, no, Tom. (laughs) See, I kind of liken him to an American Jackie Chan uh, to, to a degree. I mean, granted, Jackie Chan really punished his body. Right. Like, well, but, you know, different types of movies and different types of filmmaking. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you there are a lot of particularly now with your Marvels and your everything else. You've got mm-hmm. a lot of actors doing a lot of their own stunts, some of them more or less to different degrees. Nobody. Right. I can't think of an actor other than maybe John Wayne, who used to be a stuntman and Burt Reynolds, who used to be a stuntman mm-hmm. that committed to doing their own stunts nearly as much as Tom Cruise does. Yeah. If he's flying an F-18 Hornet, it's because he knows how to fly an F-18 Hornet. He may not be flying that hardware by himself. There may be some guy in the back that's flying with him. Right. But at the end of the day, Tom Cruise is flying that airplane because that's how Tom Cruise, he's the ultimate method actor. Yeah. I don't act like I know how to fly an F-14 or an F-18. I fly an F-18 or an F-14. Right. Or a, helica- or a helicopter. helicopter or a motorcycle <laughs> on a parachute or right. whatever. It call- if I need to run away from a sandstorm, damn it. 
I'm going to wait till a real sandstorm shows up. That's not <laughs> but That's I bet not you if, if he didn't know there was a sandstorm coming, he would have planned it that he way. He would have been like, no, 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 no. There's a sandstorm coming. We're going to wait. <laughs> we're going to film it directly. I'm going to outrun the sand. <laughs> he would. That would be the level of dedication <laughs> that he would show. So in addition to the motorcycle off a cliff and parachuting. Uh, we've also seen Tom Cruise on top of a moving train, which seen I'm that sure before. Is, yeah, seen that before. Uh, we've seen Tom Cruise in the tiny yellow car. We've seen Tom Cruise filming skydiving scenes. Straight up skydiving. Yeah, straight up skydiving. That was interesting too, because based on the video that they put that, uh, what was it, Skydance uh, posted that, I think their distribution. I don't know. Yeah, that's um, a production company, I think. Production company. So Skydance released that that video, but it was interesting because it looked kind of like they were filming something that they were going to CG in some sort of virtual screen afterwards. Oh. Because if you're if you if when you're watching it, he's he's falling and the camera guy is skydiving with him and he's on his back and old Tommy boy is facing downwards and he's moving his hands a lot. And he's moving his hands almost like he's touching a keyboard or something. So sure. Okay. So I kind of feel like maybe he's using some sort of virtual keyboard or something. And that's what they were filming in that moment. I don't know. I hope that's true because that sounds really cool. (laughs) It really kind of does. I'm kind of curious to see how that turns out. So and then, of course, we've got Tom Cruise running because Tom Cruise is always running. That's just, that's just what he does. If, if he's not running, it ain't a Tom Cruise movie. And it ain't Mission Impossible. It so. definitely is not Mission Impossible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's all we know so far. But that's quite a bit. So. There, are there any announcements on when it's supposed to drop or is it still the same date as before? So, yeah, it releases November 19th. So that's a lot of editing and CG and everything else. Well, I would imagine the CG people on the film haven't stopped doing their work. Oh, yeah. That would be the thing that would slow it down the most. So if they've got the visual shots mm-hmm. ready to go, they just need to finish the, the principal photography and they should probably be able to get that cut together pretty good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, November nineteenth, that's not it's really not that far away. And no. and we might actually get to go see that in the theaters, Ben. I know. That'd be crazy. It's exciting. <laughs> excited to go back to the theater <laughs> and uh finally uh you know this wouldn't be an intel report without a little bit of bond talk a little bit of bond uh well you know unfortunately i got to start it off with a little bit of sad news um obviously we lost uh yafet koto of uh live and let die fame as well as alien fame uh, he died this past week at the age of 81, which at least, you know, he had a good run. 80, 81 is a good run. So uh, it was nice to see a lot of love online on the social media um, regarding him. Um, there was even something from uh, Sigourney Weaver. I actually yeah. saw she even like mentioned like how he was always sort of really bringing it when when they were in scenes together. He really sort of challenged them to push harder and, and be better. Oh yeah. Uh, so so that was nice to hear, you know, some some good words about Yafikoto. Um on the flip side, um as we're recording this today, I suppose we should say happy birthday to uh, Timothy Dalton who just celebrated his uh, 75th birthday. What? Yeah. 75? Timothy, he's 75 today. 
He looks fantastic, by the way. He, he's got Pat. I'm pretty sure he and Patrick Stewart are related because they look enough alike that maybe they're cousins. But the jeans on those guys. Yeah, seriously, man. He is. Oh, God. I. It still kills me. You know, I know that you're not a big fan of his Bond movies, but as an actor. I'm a big actor, fan of him. Yeah, exactly. As an actor, man, oh, I just I just feel like it, it's still every time I start thinking about Timothy Dalton. I, st- I start just getting frustrated because I feel like his run as Bond could have been so much better. That, so much you, better. I've told you, he was the wrong Bond for that time. But he's like the perfect Bond. Like, I'm starting to agree. The, the longer I go on being a Bond fan, the more I think he's my favorite. Like, just as an actor, as Bond. Like, the more I think about, like, everything that he does right. Like, in those movies, the way he portrays mm-hmm. Bond... Like, I just, I love the dude. I love him. If he'd just been able to keep going from, instead of Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. And he, and he came in, he got into GoldenEye, he got into James Bond movies. I can't, I've said it before. Obviously, we haven't aired the broadcast where we did. <laughs> but Living Daylights is coming, I promise yeah. you. The two Bond movies he did in the 80s were 80s action drug type movies. They were not James Bond movies. Right. And that's why I, I don't. It's not that I don't like Timothy Dalton as James Bond. Yeah. I don't like Timothy Dalton's James Bond movies because I don't feel like they're James Bond movies. Right. The way that it's, they were written didn't right. didn't really encapsulate James Bond's. You could have taken Sylvester Stallone or and, Arnold Schwarzenegger, plugged them into those roles, and they would have been the exact same movie. Right. They were not Bondy enough to be Bond movies. But if you'd stuck them personally, every one of Pierce Brosnan's movies would have been ten times better just because Timothy Dalton was the bat or the was James Bond in it. You and I <laughs> talked about this, I think, on the last Intel report. Yeah, where yeah, if well, he had been Goldeneye with Sean Bean, how much better the two of them would have elevated themselves. Yeah, because they could actually there would have been some serious gravitas and animosity that would have just been palpable. And there was, you know, here's like, you know, I'm Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> Remington Steel. <laughs> it does. I always get a lot of what if when I start thinking about this type of stuff, too, because I think about, OK, well, what if Pierce Brosnan had not been shackled by the whole Remington Steel thing and he would have taken over James Bond? And did the and did the living daylights? Yep. Like and license ha- to kill and, and license then it crapped to- out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I wonder if 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 they would have done license to kill and it would have done you know as poorly as license to kill did, and then Pierce would have exited. I right. wonder if that would have happened, or if they would have you know sort of doubled down and just kept pushing with Pierce. Well, and then we had there was that legal action that happened between the right that kind of kept moving right. from producing for X amount yeah. of time. So if you'd gotten Brazen first. And then all that other stuff happened. Maybe he signed on to another project and then Dalton swings in and all of a sudden he is those movies. So that, yeah. that that's my alternate universe of James Bond where things worked out infinitely better. <laughs> but the thing is, is I would argue that if Pierce took over the role first and then all those legal troubles started swirling and there was this big, long pause, I would argue that it wouldn't be Dalton that would come in afterwards. I would argue at that point, they would have brought in somebody else entirely who was younger. It's possible. And here's the other thing is, I think part of the reason why maybe I like Timothy Dalton so much also is that 
He's clearly an independent thinker and is very thoughtful about what roles he chooses to do. Yes. The fact that he didn't wait around, because they were there was talk that they were willing to bring Dalton back for Goldeneye. Right. And that Dalton was the one who sort of said, well, you know, there's been this long break. I'm just going to go do my own thing. I'm going to go do acting. I think the fact that he's got such noble intents as an actor is maybe why there's like, for me personally, this mystique about him and why I like him so much is that mm-hmm. he he's not just going to like, you know, suck up to whoever he needs to, to get his next big gig. He's going to go do what he thinks is a good acting role that he can sink his teeth into. Right. Yeah. Sort of like uh, George Lazenby, but an actual actor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny that you bring that up because today I'm wearing my This Never Happened to the Other Fella uh, t-shirt uh, <laughs> straight from George Lazenby's uh, recently uh, made website where he's now you know selling his own merch now. It's <laughs> fantastic. It is. He's got some cool stuff on there, actually. So. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. You know, today, um, I saw the other day, or yesterday, I think it was actually, um, there was some little article on, on something on Facebook talking about Henry Cavill possibly still coming back as James Bond. And Not a chance. There was, wasn't a whole lot of substantive anything to it, but yeah, I, I really, that, that would be fantastic if he did. I mean, here's here's my thing about that. It would be fantastic. Never going to happen. <laughs> It'd be fantastic if he was Bond. It's never going to happen. I just, I just Aww. don't. I mean, maybe it will. Who knows? If it did, you know, I'd be there. I would absolutely be there for every single chapter. But I just, he's done too much. He's, he's so recognizable. I, I think, I think it would take a change of ownership in the Bond franchise for it to happen. Okay. Like, I think if somebody did come in and purchase MGM, or if somebody came in and purchased the whole shebangabang, like even bought Eon's half of it, mm-hmm. then you could see somebody like Henry Cavill stepping into it. I just, I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't completely rule him out. I mean, Roger Moore was a very well-known commodity when absolutely when they tapped him for Bond. So it could so still- So Pierce Brosnan, for that matter. And Pierce Brosnan, yeah. So I guess it could happen. It's just- I just, there's, there's, I, you know what it is? I want it so bad. I just, I'm like, well, I want it too much, which means it's never going to happen. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's funny because it feels like I've always kind of said that I felt like Daniel Craig was a modern interpretation of the Sean Connery. James right. Bond. Yeah. And so I feel like, although you're, you're skipping the Roger Moore era, cause I don't really have a Roger Moore analog. Mm-hmm. Per se, I guess you could say Pierce Brosnan was the Roger Moore analog of the, the oh, pretty yes, boy he James was. Bond. Yes, he was. I feel like Henry Cavill would be the analog to Timothy Dalton's Bond. Possibly handsome and ruggedly handsome and good looking, but intelligent and sort of aware of what's going on, without without it being distracting from the plot. Right, but Henry Cavill's got more physicality to him. He does. And, uh, you know, it's required of an actor these days. It wasn't yeah. required of an actor as much in the 80s. Yeah, it's much more necessary now. He would be a much bulkier Bond. I can yeah. tell you that for sure. Yeah. Um, definitely a Bond who would look like he could do half of the things that he actually does. Right. <laughs> um, I, I, and I agree. I mean, I, I would love to see it. I don't think it'll happen. Even Henry Cavill, who's not old by any stretch of the imagination, no. He could carry the franchise for another 10, 15 years before they bring somebody else in. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you're, you're, where you're going is the right thing. They're probably going to get somebody who's a lesser known actor. Probably younger. Um, 
much, you know, in their early twenties, kind of do a straight up reboot, see what you mm-hmm. can cream out of that one and just, just turn it till they're old and gray and bring in somebody else. Yep. Um, we'll see though. I mean, it's like, God, I, I feel like things are so up in the air with bond right now. Things yeah. are so up in the air. Yeah. And it doesn't look like it's going to settle anytime soon. Really? No, it really isn't. Um, also in uh, bond adjacent news, I suppose I should say uh, the, um, the company that does all the fundraiser giveaway raffle type things, Omaze, they're uh, doing another one uh, this time where you can win a five night, six day stay at the golden eye resort, the uh, Jamaican resort where Ian Fleming stayed and created James Bond. And you get to stay in the Fleming Villa which is normally seven to ten thousand dollars a night to stay there. What the hell does it come with a the stripper covered in gold? <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's crazy. So you have access to a private beach, pool, chef, butler, <laughs> all the water sports. Not those water sports, kids. <laughs> <laughs> You know the ones I'm talking about. <laughs> but the the proceeds go to the uh, Arakabesa Foundation, which works to make a positive impact in the town of Arakabesa, which is where this resort is, uh, by providing vocational training and keeping the bay healthy and creating like a positive environment for the youth that live there. So kind of a good cause, you know. And yeah, um, David Zaretsky of the Bond Experience recently did this great, great video where he gives you this virtual tour of the whole place and probably the best part to me, which sounds mean. It sounds mean spirited when I say this, but he says it in a very positive light. So I'm not trying to say, ha ha, you didn't get to do this. I'm just, I'm more just saying the way that he sort of explained it. I liked what he did there is so you get this whole virtual tour of GoldenEye. And at the very end of this video, he talks about how he was supposed to have a stay or he was supposed to, at the very least, go visit the Fleming Villa, like get to look inside it and sort of tour it. I don't know if he was going to actually stay there or not, but okay. um, But he he wasn't able to because the people that had been staying in the Fleming Villa decided to book it for several more weeks. Now, several more weeks. At weeks, seven to $10,000 a night. At seven to $10,000. I mean, who is fucking staying there? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. (laughs) Henry Cavill. Yeah. Yeah. Like, holy shit, dude. But anyway. Timothy Dalton. (laughs) Right. The Broccoli's. (laughs) (laughs) So, so naturally I already entered into that. I mean, that's, you know, makes you give a free average. Omaze is great. Right. They are. They are. Um, and I know it, someone who actually won one of those things. I think I talked about it in yeah. an early in an early podcast of ours about the guy that got to be on the first uh, of the new the the first new J.J. Abrams Star, Star Wars movies. Uh-huh. Uh, my friend who I used to work with uh, won that and he got to be on set for that movie and he got to meet J.J. Abrams and he got a small role as a character that you can see in that movie. So that's pretty awesome. I, you know, I always do the, uh, the car ones because yeah. most of them go to supporting the Peterson auto museum in LA, which is a fabulous. If you like cars and you're in LA, 
make the journey out there because it's pretty fabulous. I've been twice. Last time I went there, they had a Porsche retrospective, three levels of every Porsche you'd ever think of in your life. Plus there's a movie car level. I mean, it's, it's fabulous. And I always enter every car that looks interesting. Ooh, electric powered Volkswagen Beetle check. (laughs) Well, and I appreciate too, that they always give you enough money to pay for the insurance for like a year on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, they had a, an Audi RS six that was on there and uh-huh. uh, I absolutely want that car. I, who doesn't need a 565 horse, 591 horsepower station wagon. Yeah. Everybody does. Um, so I slapped, I slapped a uh, slapped hundred bucks on that one. I'm not going to lie because the money the- goes to the museum. And if yeah. I win it, not only do they pay all my taxes, they give me 20 grand to register and do whatever I need to do because yeah. it's going to break down like the third time I drive it. So it gives me money <laughs> to fix it. But I mean, by a lot, Omaze has some amazing things. And if you're looking to donate money, you get a little something for giving a little something. Yeah, And exactly. you can pick where the money goes and it, it's pretty great. So yeah. um, you should you should all check it out whether you want to you know stay at the GoldenEye Resort or you, you, yeah. you want to you get a fast car you normally couldn't afford or whatever else there's a lot of fun yeah. stuff on or you want to meet naomi harris at the premiere of no time to die yeah that that you know that would be that one, one that one didn't work out for me so much since oh. uh you know the movie uh didn't premiere yet <laughs> i mean who knows maybe i'm still in the running i have no idea <laughs> you don't know you don't know maybe they're waiting on releasing who won that one i have no idea <laughs> could be so uh also, uh, in Bond news, we've got uh, Daniel Craig was on Comic Relief the other night, reprising what? his role as James Bond, probably for the last time, which was kind of sort of funny. I mean, it wasn't super funny, but it was kind of funny. He, He's basically, you see this maid type, this cleaning lady in M's office. Okay. And the, and the laptop is up and suddenly James Bond is on the, his face is on like a Zoom screen or whatever on the laptop. and. The cleaning lady sits down and starts talking to Daniel Craig and and he's like, I'm James Bond. I'm looking for M. Where's M? And and she's just sort <laughs> of like this, you know, chatty woman. And then it evolves into her end up being um, basically like Blofeld. Oh, dear. She's, she spins around and then she's got a cat that she's petting. And <laughs> it's it's really silly. It's not super funny. It's kind of funny, but it was kind of a five minute filler of my life that was it was fine. <laughs> sort of like Mark Hamill being on The Muppet Show. Something exactly. you want to watch, but you maybe don't watch ever again. <laughs> right. Exactly. You might watch it once, but you're going to forget about it in a half hour. <laughs> exactly. So. And then finally, uh, this is just a personal thing. After several attempts, I finally got a PS5. <laughs> I got up early in the morning <laughs> and I got on the Target website and I got myself a PS5. And I got it because of the Project 007, the new uh, game that is supposed to be made from IOI. <laughs> but I will say that recently on Twitter, there was a job listing for lead game designer for that game. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, hopefully my PS5 still works by the time that <laughs> game actually comes out. Oh, so. no, that's funny because uh, I actually got my Xbox uh, Series X this week, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they managed to, to snack one from uh, GameStop two weeks ago. Nice. Showed up on my doorstep on Monday and I'm like, oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I did play uh, Hitman 3 a couple days ago. 
which is kind of Bondian, sort of. It's kind Bond of. adjacent, sure, sure. Yeah, it's you know, it's kind of secret agent-y. You're you know, sneaking around, killing people, getting <laughs> you know, putting on different clothes and disguising yourself, and you know. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe maybe there's some uh, Goldeneye thing that you could find in the PS, uh, the PlayStation Store that you can put on your PS5 and yeah. just go around and Goldeneye people. Well, I know that there's a PS3 game. I don't know if it's backwards compatible that far, but there's I a think, there's a Daniel Craig uh, Bond. Oh, that was game. terrible, though. I know, but I'd play it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's probably if it's not free, it's probably like five bucks. So why right, exactly. <laughs> I think I think the PS fives are backwards compatible all the way to three. So yeah, you might, so you might, you can... might have some luck. <laughs> I know I I know I had a ton of old Star Wars games for yeah. Xbox and Xbox One that uh, or Xbox three sixty rather that I was playing on the Xbox One. There are still available. So who knows. Yeah. But yeah, you're going to be waiting a while for that new James Bond game. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe maybe by the time it comes out, though, Ben, they'll finally have that cross-platform deal where Xbox can play with PlayStation. And then we can then play the, online. Yeah, it's like the multiplayer thing. Yeah, we could, we could play against each other and see who the real double O is in this operation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that is pretty much it. But as always... Uh, we're always looking for listener interaction. So, um, you know, please get in touch with us. Tell us how you like the podcast or if you have any ideas for future episodes and stuff like that. Um, our email is CICDeadDrop at gmail.com. Our Instagram is Central Intelligence Cinema, just separated by underscores, or on Twitter uh, at CIC Spy Pod. And uh, yeah, also, if you enjoy the podcast, we'd love it if you'd help help us out by giving us a five-star review on either Apple podcasts or Spotify. We also just, um, I just registered us with pod chaser, which is another podcast review website. So if you're on there, you know, we're on there now. So, uh, yeah, any, any five-star reviews we get helps us get seen more. And then maybe our tens of listeners will turn into hundreds of listeners, hopefully at some point. (laughs) (laughs) And Hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with good old fashioned word of mouth either. You know, if, if you think, if you have friends that like spy podcasts, tell them about us. If you have friends that like movie review podcasts, tell them about us. If you have friends who like two idiots talking with microphones for an hour and a half, (laughs) we definitely qualify. So tell those friends to come listen to our podcast. Indeed. You know, know, we, we, we're doing this because we're having fun, but we're also doing it because we hope you guys are having fun listening to us. Indeed. And, and if you think there's other people out there that are like-minded like we are, then uh, tune them into us so uh, they can get a bit of it and maybe generate some more ideas for us to go out and have even more fun. Indeed, indeed. And I believe our next review is actually going to be a little bit of a Mission Impossible, actually, to go along with this. uh... We can answer the question from earlier in this podcast about what the virus is called, because we're going to be watching Mission Impossible 2. Well, and what's funny is as we were talking about it, it popped into my brain. It's Chimera. Chimera is the name of the. Uh, So now we don't have to watch it. Good. We can go on to uh, Winter Soldier then. Good. (laughs) Oh, wait. No, we still have to do Mission Impossible. We still have to do Mission Impossible. I can't wait. I can't wait to dissect John Woo. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah. Just from that alone, it's going to be pretty fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, I'm Ben. I'm Jason. And the CIC will return with more missions, more martinis, and more mayhem.